episode 29 of the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. And this week we're talking about fake moon dirt, marketing ideas for local car share company Get Around, talking about the future of VR and pitching to investors. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode 29, Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick. Good morning, Nick. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I am wonderful. I've had a hell of a morning. Uh, I am just walking on to the ferry to go to Vashon Island. I had to go all the way to West Seattle to catch the ferry uh, because I thought the one downtown left at 8.15. Turns out that it leaves at 7.40. So when I showed up there, it was already gone. No way. And so, yeah, so I had to go up into downtown, catch the sea line. And it was like a at least 30-minute ride all the way to West Seattle. And so now... I'm walking on the ferry. I was expecting to do this show uh, after I arrived on Vashon there. Uh, but yeah, uh, so there might be a little bit of noise as people walk on. There's only four people who walked on the ferry, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But uh, enough with me. What's going on with you? Oh, man, you just, uh, just you know, battling, fighting, and uh, actually just having a great uh, – I been in travel i've been in travel mode for the last three weeks you know that you know last i think yeah. last time we spoke i was in bozeman um if i remember correctly um and then we've had to take a couple weeks off and uh just yeah I, I was in um i mean shoot we had that was during startup week we had um we had an event on tuesday uh with bunker labs which i think i told you about we then yep. we then had our Wednesday our Seattle event on Wednesday of that week a big event and then Thursday I got on a plane went to Bozeman uh, had that event on Thursday night and then you know flew back Friday and then um, was here and then the next week I we we launched Founders Live New Jersey so I flew over there and was in, oh wow yeah I was in New Jersey uh it, you know good first event it was pretty small we had some venue issues so we had to like change the venue the, basically the day of and you know so um but it was good to see it get going and you know i vi- visited you know i was there for two nights and that was that was pretty cool uh then um then came back and then last week i was um actually i went over and we launched founders live spokane and um so i would traveled over there and was in spokane for the event and launched that which was great it was really cool definitely a decent sized crowd for the first one in spokane and uh then flew back on that friday so i would you know i was uh definitely been traveling and and within that last week just want to note this uh on that night of spokane uh we had five events that night and then t- uh three of those events were first launches and two of those were, um, or one of them was in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and the other one was wow. in Herrera, Zimbabwe. So <laughs> pretty cool. That's amazing. Five in one night and all around the world like that. Yeah. It's so impressive. Uh-huh. It was fun. Hey, shout out to you, Nick. That's like such an incredible accomplishment. Thanks, man. To how much it's grown and everything. Like, it's just amazing. I'm, so, I'm, I'm very proud of you. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. It's, you know, it's fun. Dude, it's not easy. Like this is yeah. this is a it's a hell of a job, but it's been really fun. So yeah, it's exciting. So we had we had a topic from Founders Live this week. How about we start there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, posted posted a question. Um, what's the most important thing to get right and clearly articulate when 
pitching and talking to investors. And actually, there's a, a number of people that answered this, which was great. Um, but Connor, I'll throw it to you, and then you can throw it back to me. But you know, I don't. You know, I know you don't have a tremendous amount of experience, you know, pitching to investors. But when you're, you know, as you're presenting this, you know, your company and the opportunity to people that might want to be a part of it or invest, what do you think is the most important thing to get right and clear articulate? Yeah, and it's an important note. Like, I haven't actually, I don't have true experience with going out and raising funding for uh, my company or any company at that. But I do pitch myself every single day uh, running this company. I, I do take pride in how many deals, whether big or small, I have closed um, over the, the course of my career. And, you know, con- convincing people to pay you money is is convincing people to pay you money. Uh, and uh-huh. so, yeah, I think I think what's important is to have people understand your vision and believe in you and show, you know, that you're the right person to solve the problem. And so showing that there's a problem is, is probably the biggest part that I would always lean on, especially if you know exactly that problem and, and you can address how big of an issue it is. I think that really helps in just showing the scale of the opportunity there is because a lot of times investors not going to be aware of the industry or the problem that you're trying to solve so showing that there's a big market cap and opportunity to solve lots of people's problems is probably the number one uh factor that i would go after yeah that's that's good that's good i i think and i agree in the sense that that's pretty much um in the direction that i wrote which by the way i mean there was 15 maybe yeah the response on founders live was really good yeah so i'll tell you if you know just go in there and if you read all that you're going to get a lot of ideas and uh, definitely some various stuff going on but when i i I basically said the overall opportunity and the exit options um that's clearly what i'm experiencing recently and you know i think when when you talk to investors and you present when you're pitching for someone to give you money as an investment in your company, you really do have to illustrate, yeah, how big is the opportunity? What's the market? Are you solving the problem? Is there adoption in the market? And then lastly, what are the quote exit options? Like in the investor's mind, they're thinking, oh, this is interesting. How do I 10x my money and how do I get it out? <laughs> you know? And, yes. and so you know, part of my answer was a little bit, I, I basically said it kind of sucks as most investors are really just looking at how much they, they will return their money. And it's frustrating that it's less about seeing the vision or wanting to be a part of your thing versus as an investor, they really are only concerned with if I put X in, do I get 5X, 10X, 20X in return and win? Um, but I think as a founder, you're just really understanding that going in and, and having great answers, very clearly articulated, you know, here's the opportunity, here's where we're going, here's what we think we can do in five and 10 years. And do you want to be a part of it? And, and I think like that's, that's the lesson here, but there's a ton of different answers here that actually illustrate some other things, which I think are really great. Yeah. And I think you make a good point to just be empathetic to who, who your audience is and who you're speaking to, right? Yeah. And they're writing a check. Uh, with the expectation, maybe the the wrong expectation that they're going to get a return. But that's what investing is all about. You kind of, you're not investing to throw your money away, even though that 
a lot of times is what you're doing uh, mm-hmm. in a sense. But uh, I think that's really good advice to just understand, like, these people are looking for an exit. So you need to make sure you clarify that with, yeah. with them. Yeah. So so on a kind of a ridiculous note, uh, and, and I kind of have two points related to this, but there was this article, I think, two weeks ago on GeekWire, and it was about this uh, team who is uh, more or less synthesizing fake dirt that that uh, mimics dirt from the moon and they've started a kickstarter uh to sell this fake moon dirt and so i thought it was just really silly and something really interesting so i was like i gotta put this on the show because it's ridiculous and so i'm not sure how much you read into it nick but is this something that you think is interesting or you would buy it all or are you buying fake moon dirt you know I'm not, <laughs> and I just, I think it's just ironic because it's fake moon dirt, so it's not moon dirt. Why, 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 would, <laughs> yeah. why would you buy it? But, you know, I, I do think this points to, you know, pretty much consumerism and, you know, the ability to, like, create a story and somehow, like, you know, sell things. Like, people will buy anything, and um, I, I guess, yeah, my, going further would be, like, okay, like, is there maybe a use for it um is there like in your garden or in 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 like somewhere around your house can you decorate using it um but yeah i don't know man like i i wouldn't buy it (laughs) yeah i i thought it was pretty ridiculous when i saw it and so i actually uh put this on our spreadsheet last week right when they were launching and and geekwire kind of did a little pr push for them um, and I checked in this morning, they've only raised, they've had eight buyers and they've raised like five hundred dollars oh, And so I don't, I think the market has also agreed that they are not interested in fake moon dirt. That's um, funny. And so I, yeah, I was kind of thinking it, it was really interesting when I saw, oh, there hasn't been a lot of success. I, I went back and forth. I was like, is this just, it's probably a, just not an interesting product. So people don't want it. Uh, but then it also made me think about like traditional PR marketing, like getting these big news companies to share your story doesn't really always relate to success. And I would be really curious to see how much traffic uh, GeekWire or some other publication drove this Kickstarter because it was a very catchy or at least eye catching topic. And that's why it caught my attention. Um, and I'm curious how many people ended up on the, the Kickstarter page and, versus how the eight people who actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting um well let's move on to so you uh you brought up the concept around get around i'm curious is there a backstory here and then um they're now live in seattle so you met with the team so give me a little background on that and let's hear what's going on yeah so for everyone listening get around is kind of like airbnb for your car Uh, So we know there's a lot of different ride sharing companies out there, but what get around does is you can pretty much like lease your car for a weekend. Um, It's all remote lock and unlock and someone can come and borrow your car for the weekend and rent it from you and go drive it around, take it on a road trip or uh, take it to the mountain skiing or uh, wherever you'd like to go. And then the car, they return the car to you. They fully insure the car. So if anyone thing happens while they're in there, they fully cover it. Um, and they reached out to me just as like a, a test into the influencer market. And I was just having a conversation about um, giving my thoughts to them about what they should do uh, kind of outside of normal traditional marketing platforms. And so 
that's why I figured out, oh, I bring it up because this, this is the expertise that I talk about every single day with my clients. And so I was curious kind of what other people would think about how should a company like this market themselves. And so some of my suggestions were if they're going to partner with uh, an influencer or someone like me on my Instagram account, my whole platform is about going and exploring things happening around the city. And so having access to transportation is a big part of that story kind of every day. Right now I'm on the ferry. A lot of times I'm on the bus or whether it's uh, riding Uber or uh, a line bike, I think get around really fits well in that story. And there's a lot of creators who are telling stories like that. So, so my suggestion was partner with uh, Mount Baker or Snoqualmie uh, ski resort or one of the casinos uh, Tulela casino and make it like a partnership where I would go up to the casino and either stay there for a night or like just go play bingo because that's part of my like regular uh, winter freeze routine and use the car to get there and kind of intermingle the get around car and the transportation to these events uh, within the story that I'm going to tell. And I think that's like a really interesting way to tell a story and get different people involved and a different way to share that's not a commercial or more expensive form of advertising. Because, yeah, what I said is I'm going to go here. If you guys get a partnership with the big venue and you can hook me up with like a concert ticket or something, that's great. But if you give me free miles, like I'm happy to promote this thing because that gets me all the way up to, to Layla for yeah. free. Um, so it's worth it for me. And so, yeah, I was just kind of curious if you or anyone out there on podcast land uh, had any other ideas for them. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. First of all, my question, I'm, they're just now launching here. Uh, I think they've been here for a couple, uh, for like half the year. Okay. But it is, they're starting to like try to ramp up. Interesting. Now. Cause man, when I was, you know, when I was down in San Francisco, probably three, four years ago with some, you know, the company that we were working with before. And uh, we, dude, we took a get around and it was really just crazy because it was just funny. Like you walk up to someone's car, you open it, you get in and drive away and you're like, dude, this is so weird. It's like, we, ba- yeah. it's like, we just stole this car, but we didn't, we're, we're renting it. And uh, very interesting. I, th- I, I actually think it's a, uh, I'm surprised that it's only now, you know, coming to Seattle. Uh, I'm curious. I, I haven't dug into what other cities they're in. And, you know, if you're listening to this from other cities outside of Seattle, you may or may not have get around, but um, it's interesting, you know, here's here's i don't know i think this is a growing trend i think i'm a little different right now but dude in terms of transportation the last thing i want to do is get behind a wheel yeah dude i want to read i want to sit i want to chill i want to maybe work if i'm on the bus or in an uber i definitely i just think driving is the most dead space air it's a waste of time because you're literally like sitting here doing nothing but driving. And I know some people like, like to, you know, kind of chill out and meditate or get really stressed out depending on the person. But um, to me, it's such a waste of time. So, you know, if I'm, I love just like, dude, if you know, you have like a 15, 20 minute bus ride, it's nice because you're like, ah, I'm just chilling. And, or or I'm I'm reading this article or I'm maybe doing a type in an email. But so me personally, you know, and this is nothing against get around, but me personally, I'm, I'm not really going to jump in and drive if I don't need to. Um, but I do think that there are, like you talked about with like the, you know, mount, you know, going to ski resorts or hiking or, you know, a casino, you know, there's, there's times when you just need to like get a, get a vehicle. And, um, so I think that it is like a really cool service. 
Um, but I think, I think they're smart in, you know, talking with people like yourself and, you know, if they could reach out, maybe reach out to me or founders live, I don't know, but like, you know, starting to get into the networks and, and getting to the influencers that they can work their way into these events or things happening in a, in a community. Um, I, I think that that's probably the smartest direction they're going to make, but I honestly don't know if we're at peak, you know, driver. I, I, we may be past it already. Yeah, you make a good point. And and driving yeah, is kind of dying now. Sorry, the ferry is arriving right now. That's cool. Really um, yeah, I, I think that we're, we possibly are on the decline of this. And, you know, I don't want to bring up autonomous cars because I think they're still five to ten years out. But we are definitely in a place where there is a plethora of choices of getting around and you know we're talking about the scooters to the bikes to dude these one wheelie things that people are on now which is crazy dude isn't that crazy it's like yeah i honestly feel we're so close to back to the future too aren't we we're, we're getting so close to that that yeah. you remember watching that and you're like dude that hoverboard was so cool and it's like it it probably is not going to be a quote hoverboard but there these little things that transport you around the city um, whether it's a bike or a scooter or a wheelie thing or whatever, are not going to be these big clunky machines. You know, it's just really, really interesting time. Yeah, and especially with scooters and everything, how things are going to be so much smaller. Uh, it'll. I'll be curious to see where like personal transport goes from here. I, I feel like there's not yeah, much agreed. more place to go. Agreed. But you know, hey, going back to going back to get around. Um, yeah, if, if there's ways to, you know, I think you're pointing them the right direction and uh, just keep talking about that. And I think it's working it into how do they partner with not only like the local commerce, like the, the, the restaurants, the, the shops and the things that they can direct people to, as well as influencers like yourself that are talking about things and writing about things and promoting things like it, that's probably the best direction for them. Yeah, exactly. So, so we got yeah, one more topic. So right? this is this is a nice way to end. Um, so there was a an article talking about really in the end uh, VR and it hasn't lived up to the hype that it was. And really, the the title is like, "Is virtual reality dream? Is it dying?" And well, actually, this, the the title is "The Virtual Reality Dream Is Dying." <laughs> so. They're, they're basically already saying that, um, that VR came and went and the promises that in the last, you know, three to five years, especially with Oculus uh, being bought by Facebook, everyone thought like, oh, okay, here's, it's really going to now become more mainstream. We're now in 2018 and it's yeah. pretty much, you know, a dud. What do you think is going on? Do you think it's, is it already fading or is it, is it actually virtual reality just getting started? Yeah, I feel like it's it's. I mean, it it's gonna slow down here, and only the real pioneers are gonna stay at it. Uh, but I really never thought that VR was gonna survive for or become mainstream for the next ten years. I think it needs to evolve, where it's not a uh, giant headset. You know, right when it becomes a contact or like a little piece in your ear is really when it'll start being mainstream adopted. But yeah, I think the hardware is still so clunky that we still have a decade or two before it really like gets mass marketed and adopted. And so with the PlayStation, they sold 3 million sets, but there's 80 million PlayStations. Yeah. 
So three million out of eighty million it just isn't isn't a lot of penetration. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, I totally think? agree, and I think like, you know, I I just it's gonna be a long time, and you know, I say that in internet time, but it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, probably ten years before really there's something of immersive experience. I mean, it's. I, I just look at those headsets and I'm like, that looks so lame. And I, I think I've said this before on the show, but dude, you, like the commercial, like I think Sony has put out commercials. Um, uh, shoot, you know, it, all these like HTC or even like Verizon or AT&T have, I've seen commercials and the, here's the most ironic or weird thing about it. Every time they show VR, they show someone wearing a headset, like smiling or like looking all happy and everyone else is just watching them. <laughs> like, like, dude, VR is yeah. so not there right now because it's this, like, weird headset that you look terrible and dorky with it. And then you're – no one else, unless someone else is wearing a headset right next to you and you're in the same virtual community environment, no one else is sharing it with you. So it's antisocial and it's weird. And so our society is basically, like – totally shoved it to the edge and said this is not it's just it's so weird man and so i think yeah we have we have 10 15 years until it becomes like um glasses or contacts or something that is non-intrusive as well as the ability for you know groups of people to share that experience and have fun versus like an isolated um watching someone with some headset that looks dumb and and so yeah i think uh, it's gonna be a long time and i actually think I think it's fading right now and we're going to see it come back in probably another generation. And, you know, the pioneers, like you said, will, you know, continue to tinker with it, but I don't think magic leap is going to actually do any sort of major market. Um, I don't think that I, yeah, I, I don't see anyone in the market that's going to have any sort of consumer success in the next 10 years. Yeah, I totally agree. And we saw VR like in the, mid 90s and kind of like at malls where people could go play video games so yeah i think there'll be like a third generation in a decade or so uh but that concludes the entire show this week here on catching up uh i gotta jump off this today so nick thank you very much for joining the call as always i hope you enjoy the upcoming weekend sounds good connor see you next week